0: In just a minute, we will continue with our series, How's Your Dirt? It's a great name. Again, it's, I can't lay claim to, to being the origin of, of that name. That was a, a series uh, that I internalized and, and really I kept the notes for a number of years and just read over it and, and used it myself. Uh, It comes from Pastor Mike Caminetti down in uh, North Canton. And so, uh, but the the title just is intriguing. How's your dirt? It's like, really? What do you mean by that? Well, we learned last week that what we were talking about is cultivating our soil, and cultivating our hearts. And one of Jesus' parables dealt with cultivating the soil in our hearts. And we're going to dig in a little bit deeper today in just a little bit. And more on that too. And, and I was trying to figure out, uh, Duane and I were talking this morning, uh, he says uh, that, that he really uh, was looking forward to this message because of the message title, Rising Above Offense. You remember two weeks ago, we talked about offense and breaking the chains of offense and how to do that. but. This is not the same kind of message. We're going to be looking at offense from a different angle and, and uh, totally different from what we dealt with two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we dealt with personal offense. You know, basically somebody comes up to me, I don't like your, your, your sweater's ugly. Of course, we say that to Al all the time, right? <laughs> uh, and he doesn't take offense, but he certainly could. I don't like your sweater. We dealt with that, and and I think everybody has someone that they can think of uh, and, and we represented that by passing out index cards and putting a circle, not the name, but a circle, and that circle represented every time you thought of that person, you felt offended. Well, we broke the chains of that offense, and boy, the number of people that came up and shredded those cards and put them in front we could have used them as confetti on the fourth of july it was very cool to see we broke the chains of offense but today we're going to be dealing with a different kind of offense something that jesus talked about in this parable but before we do that and before we dig into that i always give you a weather forecast for the day and uh, It was interesting because when I wandered downstairs uh, to make breakfast this morning, I heard what sounded like rain on the skylights. I thought, rain? You know, because really we were in a wintry pattern and you don't hear rain on the skylights or uh, we've got a metal roof. The rain on a metal roof is just terrific. uh, it's a new roof that we've had for about a year and a half, and listening to rainfall on a metal roof and the skylights is just del- delightful. But I thought, is that, is that rain? And I checked the temperature, 39, yep, that's rain. So, uh, and I said, isn't it great that it was rain and not snow today? And uh, somebody who just returned from Florida uh, said, no, I'd rather have snow. <laughs> So, you know, it's it, everybody's got uh, their preferences. So we've got this rain uh, eventually turning back to snow mix. And yes, it's going to be a cold week, so get ready for it. This 39-degree stuff is, is going away again. We are in a much more steady wintry pattern, but it's going to be kind of a quiet one. Some lake effects, snow showers, not big issues. So there's your forecast. No big storms of any flavor, just a lot of little, little ones along the way. And it's gonna be a, a cold and reasonably, reasonably quiet week. So there's your forecast. If there are any complaints, don't bring them to me. I'm just the messenger. Um, you all have a direct line to the one who makes it all. So, well, let's pray, and then we'll dig into today's message. Father, thanks for this day. And we thank you for every part of it. We thank you for every person that has walked through the doors today. And uh, thank you for your safety. Thank you for your healing hand that, that uh, you deliver to us in so many ways, and so many miraculous ways, ways that, that uh, I even uh, witnessed with my own ears this morning. So we're so grateful for, for that, that that you have supplied in great abundance, with great generosity. You hold no good gift back from us. That's from your word and we're so grateful uh, that uh, you have loved us enough to send your son and to uh, to pave a way so that we can spend eternity with you. Help us to to get into that groove uh, as you tell us to, to live in kingdom principles here on this earth, to bring heaven on earth so that others can see what that looks like. Thank you for the privilege. Help us now to see what you have in your word. Bless my words. Let everything that is not from you fall to the ground and let everything that is from you take root in the soil of our hearts. In Jesus' name and everyone said amen. Who here has taken my assignment seriously from last week? And that was to pray through every single day Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 through 19 for all of us this week and so it's up here on the screen let's go ahead as we get ready to dig into the soil that is our hearts let's pray this for each other and for ourselves today and these are the words of Jesus If you don't know how to pray sometimes, sometimes the best way to to pray is by opening up the word of God and praying the scripture back. And in fact, God tells us in his word to do that. So let's do that. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That's a great way to till the soil of your heart, is this scripture. And again, through this series, we have a few more Sundays to go. Pray this every day. Ephesians 1, 17 through 19 for yourself and for everyone at the church as we dig into the soil and we cultivate the soil. As we all know, when you're getting a garden ready, especially if there was no garden in a particular location, you have to cultivate the soil, get it ready for what you're going to be planting. Without cultivation, Good luck trying to grow anything. You have to cultivate the soil. Our hearts are the same way. If you just leave your heart in the condition that uh, the world leaves it, nothing's going to grow. You have to cultivate it. Cultivate it with God's Word and get it ready. Get it ready so that it can receive what it's uh, intended to receive. And that way, your harvest, your eternal harvest will be great. Well, Jesus made it abundantly clear abundantly clear what resides in your heart is extremely important that's why we have to cultivate it so last week we learned that the maintenance of your dirt that is your heart the maintenance of that dirt is your responsibility that doesn't happen automatically that doesn't happen by magic It's something that you have to maintain. It's something that you have to prepare. You have to cultivate the soil of your heart. And it's the same, by the way, with so many other things in the world, isn't it? Uh, Because you, you all have a car, you all got here. That car doesn't maintain itself by itself, does it? You have to change the oil. You have to put in fuel. You have to change the spark plugs. You have to make sure that all the components of the engine are going to work. That's your responsibility. If you don't do that, well, eventually, someday, one day, you're going to turn the car over, and it's just going to go click, 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 and nothing's going to happen. And you're going to go, what happened? Well, you didn't maintain the car. You have to maintain your heart. You have to maintain the soil just like you maintain a house, just like you maintain a car. Everything. Good heart. Good heart is giving, sensitive, it's good, it's soft, it's receiving. That sounds like good soil, doesn't it? because if you plant seeds in soil that is giving sensitive good, soft and receiving and ready it's going to germinate and it's going to produce a crop what about a bad ho- is bad hard broken wicked evil and damaged and the same can be said of soil of, of the ground you can have bad hard broken soil wicked evil damage you throw seeds in that, well, nothing's going to germinate at all. You have to cultivate that. You've got to break that up. And God gives us the tools to cultivate our heart. But God will never leave you in this state right here. He never does. I mean, he knows that that is our natural propensity, is to have a heart that's bad, heart, broken, wicked, evil, and damaged. That's That's what we're familiar with. Without Jesus, that's the kind of heart that we have. But a reminder we do have a responsibility in the cultivation of our heart. I mean, Jesus provided everything that we needed for that cultivation, but we have to do something with it. So, are you ready to dig in? All right, turn your Bibles. or your iphone or your pad ipad or smart tablets uh, to mark chapter 4. all of these notes are available via the uversion app better known as the bible app if you click on the more at the bottom right and then click on events it's the first one that pops up and all of today's notes are automatically on your phone and by the way you can hit that little save button it'll save it to your phone that way, you can make reference to it uh, for it during the week. So, Mark chapter 4, this is the parable that we've been studying. And so, let's reacquaint ourselves with what we're dealing with and let's cultivate our heart. Mark chapter 4, verses 5 through 6. First, some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil, it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the Sun came up the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root now the disciples had hadn't a clue what Jesus was talking about he was trying to make it plain by using things that we all deal with and that is uh, of course in that day in, in age everybody was involved in agriculture you grew your own stuff, you grew your own food. So Jesus had to explain it to the disciples. We drop down to verses 16 and 17 now. Others, wow, that's real tough to see that red, isn't it? All right. Well, others like seed sown on rocky places hear the word at once, receive it with joy, but since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble And here's the key this is what I want to key in on today when the trouble or the persecution comes because of the world they quickly fall away I'm gonna switch from the NIV and I'll put it up on the screen I believe we can do that here we go the amplified which sometimes will take the Greek words and amplify it in a way that will help us to grab hold of what Jesus is saying here. Amplify says, when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, immediately they are offended. Oh, there's a word we're familiar with from two weeks ago, right? They are offended and displeased at being associated with me and stumble and Fall away. So, two weeks ago, we had a very powerful message. I say powerful because the Holy Spirit was really moving and cultivating our hearts. What I witnessed and saw, and what you all witnessed and saw, was really moving because we all put on, again, those index cards, that circle that represented someone that you still were offended by and every time you think of them you think and you weren't too thrilled with them and it was our intention to break the bonds of offense because remember offense the word offense is the same word as offense because you instead of being, having, and there's nothing wrong with hurt feelings because you run then to the Father who heals that hurt, you don't go on offense. If you have hurt feelings, you are looking for comfort from the Father. But if you take offense, then you go on offense and want to hurt the same person that offended you. Offense. Offend. So we had this very powerful visual. People were just ripping up those cards. And I said, rip them up only if you have come to the point where you want to do away with it. You will no longer take offense. It's a decision. It's a decision to not take offense. And so that was a very, very powerful thing. I mean, this whole front stage was just loaded with these little pieces of paper. And it was, I mean everybody was involved. I don't think there was one person who stayed in their seat uh, two Sundays ago. So the focus was on individuals who hurt you. We've all had individuals who have hurt us in time. But today, we're gonna look to another source of offense, a different angle again. So it's not the same message that we had before, we're going to take a slightly different uh, detour. It's like, it's like a church building in three dimensions. You can stand and look at it and go, ooh, isn't that nice? But if you, if you come and look at it from this angle, oh, wait a minute, there, there's a different angle to this. And spiritual truths are like that. When, when you look at it from a different angle, you can glean much from it and you can till that soil in your heart and get it ready for even more of God's truth. now the problem today is not really the persecution or the trouble itself is it it's how you respond to it Jesus made that clear your response is directly tied to the condition of the soil of your heart so let me ask you Again, how's your dirt? I, I just love asking that question because it, it sounds so, so strange in, in a church environment. How's your dirt? I'm talking about the condition of your heart. So your response to the trouble or persecution can go one of two ways. There, there's really no other way to parse it. It goes one of two ways. When you get persecuted for your faith, by the world and it can happen any number of ways we've all had it we've all encountered it but you can fall into two camps you can live your life in the state of offense offense where you want to do something to that person (laughs) that I can't say from a pulpit. I mean, really. I mean, it, it stirs your heart into rage. You want to do something. You want to get back at that person for doing that to you or, having, or, or saying something that persecutes your faith or, or belittles you for your belief in what God says. Or if your soil is tilled with God's word planted in you, you're going to rise above it, and it's not going to send you into that rage. So it's really one of two choices. The choice really is yours. Let's go to Psalm one nineteen, verse one hundred and sixty-five. It is the longest psalm um, of, of the Bible in the, in the book of Psalms. Psalm one nineteen. I give you a chance to get there. It's also up on your screen if you like it's from the NIV great peace have those who love your law and nothing can make them stumble the word stumble also can be translated and nothing will offend them there's that word again from two weeks ago offense nothing will put you on offense Great peace have those who love your law and nothing can send them into a rage. Nothing can send you into the offensive mode. If you're easily offended by things that come your way, this message will give you some extra teeth from two weeks ago on being offended because we're looking at it from a different angle because it's no longer okay we've dealt with all of the people that have offended us but what about when somebody talks behind your back or persecutes you for your your belief in God for your belief in this Jesus that we say this Jesus is monumental in my life because without Jesus we have no eternal life we have nothing to look forward to beyond this world so you know when somebody persecutes you it's it would be easy to make that irritate you but we're going to get into a little bit of that John Bevere who's familiar with John Bevere All right. Yeah, he's a great author, uh, a a wonderful Christian apologist. Uh, He wrote a book that is called The Bait of Satan, and you may want to write it down. And if you're looking for a good book to read on offense, this is it, because it'll help you put even bigger teeth to what we're talking about here today. So John Bevere has this great quote. When you deal with offense in your life, you will position yourself to step into your God-ordained destiny. Essentially, what God designed you to do on this earth. When you deal with offense, and we all deal with offense in our lives, all kinds of offenses, but today we're going to again focus on the kind of persecution that comes your way because of your faith. So let's look at the Hebrew word translated to offense because here that's gonna be helpful. It's up here on your screen. And the Hebrew word that is often translated to offense means a stick for bait as in a trap. Oh, isn't that rich? Generally a snare. a stumbling block that's what offense is when you take offense to something you are walking into a trap and that trap will send bars two weeks ago we we talked we we looked at one of the scriptures that said when when you take offense it's like putting yourself in prison you're not putting the other person into prison You're putting yourself into that prison. And that's why we called it breaking free from offense. You're breaking out of this prison. And you did that so well two weeks ago. Same thing when we're talking about persecution. It's a bait to walk into a trap. Are you going to rise above it? Or are you going to walk into that trap and suddenly find yourself in the prison of offense? It's anything essentially that's that uh, gets under your skin that rubs you the wrong way right I don't know about you but when somebody belittles me for my faith that rubs me the wrong way absolutely does but it's what I do with it what I do with that offense that will determine if I can rise above it or essentially put myself in prison so anything that gets under your skin and rubs you the wrong way is offense but this can come from the persecution of being salt and light when you are actively salt and light that Jesus tells us to be you open yourself up to the possibility of persecution from others from the world who doesn't understand God's ways. So you can rise above it. That's the best way to deal with it. Or you can put yourself in prison. Here are some examples of the kinds of offense that normally we don't think about in everyday life as being a big problem. But any offense, any offense will affect or will uh, affect your spiritual growth. Why? Because it dictate or it shows bears witness to the condition of your soil, your heart, right? For instance, when your coworkers think that your faith is silly and make it known, or worse, or when you get into trouble for talking about the Bible with coworkers. I've been in that position. Or when we, or what we sing at church isn't exactly your preferred style. Well, does it, does it honor the Lord? That's what we need to focus on. But any of these things can bring offense. All right, so what do you do with this? So, okay, let's put teeth to this now. This is, uh, again, another kind of offense. Let's put teeth to this. Number one, offenses are inevitable. Offenses are inevitable. Jesus said so. Turn to Matthew chapter 18, verse 7, up here on your screen, also in the notes. Uh, Or you might want to scribble it down. Jesus said, woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come. But woe to the person through whom they come. Persecution is going to come to you for what you believe and for being salt and for being light. So should you, like the light that goes under the bowl, hide your faith? Not a good idea because God put you here to shine. Should you stop being salt and being tra- trampled underfoot by the world? Well, no. I, I mean, offense is going to come, or persecution, I should say, is going to come. What you, de- what you do with it will determine whether it becomes offense or whether you can rise above it and be, continue to be salt and light. N- number two, turn the offense into something from which you can grow but persecution can make you can make you grow sure it can if you can use that persecution to allow the tilling of your heart to get really soft something will happen here are some really good examples from the bible joseph joseph was offended by his brothers or he could have been offended by his brothers Right? But he wasn't. Uh, Joseph could have been offended by Potiphar and what Potiphar did to him. Or the baker for forgetting him after he interpreted his dream. All of these things could have been major irritations, but they weren't. Look what he says in Genesis chapter 50, verses 19 through 20. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. He was talking to his brothers because he certainly, he could have turned the tables on his brothers like that. He was the second most powerful man in Egypt. But Joseph said to his brothers, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done. The saving of many lives Joseph's heart was tilled it was soft it it, it was soft to the things of God he rose above it and saw it from God's perspective see persecution from God's perspective and that brings me to number three offense is a choice You can choose. That's your choice. Again, remember, it's your responsibility to till the soil in your heart. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11 is a good place to spend a minute or two. A person's wisdom yields offense. No, a person's wisdom yields patience. I'll tell you what, that's, that's something that's always been my bugaboo, is patience. It's always been a stumbling block for me. I've always been an impatient person, believe it or not. My, my wife and my son will tell you that. They're the ones closest to me. I can frequently be impatient. In fact, uh, before my mom passed away, Uh, in, in the period after her stroke she couldn't communicate that well and she felt as though she was not doing any good on this earth and I said mom can you do me a favor and she was like okay I said can you pray please pray that God will show me how to have greater patience and she was like you want me to pray for you, for patience? I yes. Oh. All of a sudden, she had purpose, and she started praying for my patience. And I started seeing evidence of that, ans- of that prayer being answered. Am I perfect? No. Am I more patient now than-, than I was back then? Yes. Why? Because God was answering that prayer. He was breaking up some hard spots in the soil of my heart so between the stimulus all of the stimuli that you have on this side of eternity and that includes persecution and the response between the stimuli and the response there is power to choose and choosing correctly will remove rocky soil rocky parts of your heart and lastly as we all know because we discovered this from two weeks ago and it's the same that holds true for someone who might persecute you for your faith offense is forgive forgivable offenses forgivable now many times granted we don't feel like forgiving someone Right? I mean, it's, it's our natural tendency because we are fallen creatures living, living in a fallen world to want to smack somebody upside the head when they uh, offend you for your faith. I mean, it's only natural, but of course, we no longer operate in earthly ways. We operate in kingdom ways. Just as Jesus prayed uh, when he gave us the Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How is that going to happen without us operating in kingdom principles to show the world what God's kingdom is like? So you have a choice. Offense is forgivable. Forgiving someone has absolutely zero to do with feelings because feelings can be really funky things. They can lead us astray. And of course, if you don't have patience, they can lead you into a place of impatience and offense. So, what does forgiving someone have to do with? It has to do with faith. By faith, you forgive someone and by the way one more very important scripture to remember and it this is not in the notes so uh, don't be looking for it up in in, I added this when I was looking over everything over the week Uh, it's very important to remember John chapter 15 verse 20 John chapter 15 verse 20 jot it down somewhere or put a bookmark there or highlight it I will read it to you and these are the words of Jesus Since they persecuted me, Jesus speaking, since they persecuted me, naturally they, the world, will persecute you. In other words, when somebody belittles you for your faith or persecutes you for your faith because of your stand on Biblical principles which go counter to the world in some cases, and you make it known. Well, guess what? They're really not persecuting you, they're persecuting the one you represent, and you represent the Lord Jesus Christ. So just think that persecution you can deflect it to the Lord and pray, you know. Lord, forgive them, just like Jesus did on the cross. Forgive them. If they don't know what they're doing, they, you know, open their eyes so that they can see and rise above it. And if you rise above it, they'll see that. And who knows? You might be tilling the soil of their heart. Sow those words into your soil when you get persecuted the words of jesus since they persecuted me naturally they're going to persecute you by the way all of jesus words red letter they're like fertilizer to the soil of your heart best fertilizer in the world and that's why it's important to read your bible every day well, I hope these biblical tools will help you to condition the soil in your heart today. Has this helped you today with persecution? How many here have, have seen persecution in 2023 so far? Yeah, yeah. How many people have ever seen somebody belittle you for your faith, ever? Ever. Well, you're not alone because we've all been there. But Jesus tells us, take heart, don't take offense, that'll put you in prison. Condition the soil, put your words into your, put Jesus' words into your heart, let it condition the soil, rise above it, and operate in kingdom principles, which is forgive them. And hopefully they'll see something in their heart will start to soften Remember to pray Ephesians chapter 1, 17 through 19 for everybody, for all of us this week as we explore different aspects of the soil of our hearts. We'll continue next week with another How's Your Dirt? Turn to your neighbor if you got one. Some people are sitting in a row where they got a find, But that's okay. That means you have to scream it out, okay? Turn to the person next to you Curtis you're gonna have to look behind you to my new friend there and say how's your dirt go ahead how's your dirt keep it soft I hope uh, you all have enjoyed this as much as I have enjoyed not only internalizing it but but from my perspective adding some of my stories to it um, it's a it's a great exercise to soften the soil of your heart we have a few more Sundays to go in this topic and I hope you're as excited as I am as uh, to to bring this to you um, before we pray and close things up um, and I offer you the chance if you've never received Jesus by the way then your soil is hard but you probably want soft soil so if you want jesus in your heart uh, i'm going to be bringing that option to you today in just a second what's happening as we extend into 2023 beyond how's your dirt well we have a a couple of messages from pastor nick everett uh, as we go into the late winter and spring um, I'm also considering digging into one of my favorite New Testament books of the Bible and just going verse by verse and that is the book of Colossians and why Colossians you probably are asking from a scientist perspective the book of Colossians is one of the science richest books in the New Testament it's one of the greatest uh, science rich epistles ever written in my humble opinion at least i i look at it that way being a meteorologist and a scientist and somebody who enjoys the heavens and the stars and all kinds of fun things so i'm considering a a, a verse-by-verse study of the book of colossians another thing that i'm trying to to look at and and where to place in 2023 is and, and this is something i do frequently during a message series any message and that is to look at uh, the individual greek words in the bible sometimes one word is expanded or is is translated one way but it doesn't capture the essence of it and so i'm looking at maybe doing a series called it's greek to me and looking at some of the greek words in the new testament and pulling it apart and showing just how rich the Bible is. Not to say that the translators did not get it right, they were doing the best job that they could to ascribe a word or a phrase to a specific word in Greek, but you can get a lot more out of it if you hold on to that and and just like in the Hebrew in the Old Testament, Greek in the New Testament, if you really pull it out, boy, all of a sudden some of these stories, some of these scriptures, absolutely come to life so it's what I've got planned going into 2023 I'm not sure which one will come first and maybe uh, just like the offense one uh, the Lord will deal with me and tell me well I don't want you to do any of those this is what I want you to do first so please be in prayer for me as I prepare for Sunday mornings and as we dig into the word together because it's uh, it's essentially boot camp not only for me but for you too And uh, I look forward to seeing which way the Lord uh, leads as we head into 2023. But we still have a a few more Sundays to go. Turn to your neighbor one more time before we pray and say, How's your dirt? Oh, that wasn't loud enough. Let's try it again. How's your dirt? There you go. I love it. That was more like, isn't that weird? How's your dirt? You know, I I dare you this week, just go to somebody randomly at Heinen's and uh, as you're checking out, going, hey, how's your dirt? (laughs) You know, it's a conversation starter, huh? And who knows, it may lead to to something like, well, what do you mean? And you can can then go into a 60-second sermon. Maybe get someone saved, who knows? If there's someone here who does not have Jesus in their heart, your soil is as hard and, and, and as rocky as uh, Needles, California, where they get very little rain. And maybe once every, well, what? Uh, Ken, how often do they see rain in Needles, California? Probably once every seven or eight years? Something like that? It, it's, it's pretty hard ground there, isn't it? So if you don't have Jesus in your heart and soul and you want your heart softened, here's your opportunity. Close your eyes. If you realize today you need Jesus and you don't have him in your heart or you have maybe strayed away from Christ and in that process you realize that your soil has gotten a little hard and a little crusty, crustier than you like, well, here's your opportunity. I'm going to ask you, to very quietly nobody's looking eyes closed it's all you and the lord raise your hand is there anybody here that uh, wants to a receive christ or b draw closer to him and i raised my hand to draw closer to him i just finished with a um, bible study with bill martin who's down in florida i use the uv version app and we did a 13-day study on the will of God and part of it was to draw closer and I'm I realize I need to I need to be closer much closer so let's pray together I'm gonna ask you to pray the this prayer with me out loud for anybody who maybe didn't raise their hand but wanted to pray this prayer with me dear father nice and loud dear father I receive Jesus into my heart, heart. soften my heart, till my heart, heart. Make make it soft and ready to receive your word. I thank you for Jesus and I thank you for purchasing my salvation. Thank you for making me a new creature, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, in as loud a voice as they can, can muster, amen? amen? Yeah, all right. Uh, well let's, let's rise and sing one more song together before we pray and let you out to the mission field.